the other day, yesterday, I was driving in my car, mm-hmm. and the song uh, "Nookie" by uh, Limp Bizkit came on, mm-hmm. and I uh, I didn't change it. <laughs> Listen to the whole thing. Listen to the whole thing. Wow, I haven't heard that song in a while. I don't know if I would do the same thing. Look into these eyes. Remember that part? No, I. I mean, I think I need another line to really get it going. <laughs> need the. Whole I'm the laughing stock. Look into these eyes. I'm the laughing stock of the neighborhood. Hey, like a chump. Hey, like a chump. Hey. You were probably really excited to hear it, weren't you? I wasn't. I I reached to turn it off, and then I went. I. Eh, fuck it. <laughs> I listened to the whole thing. My mm-hmm. son was in the car. Oh, man. I hated uh, Limp Biscuit. Oh, yeah, me too. What's Fred Durst? But for some reason, there was like a, uh, th- there was like solace in that song yesterday. Because like everything <laughs> is was, awful. It was, it was a was different like a, kind of shittiness. A it was just like shittiness. something I knew. It was mm-hmm. like the devil I knew. So I was like, I can deal with it. I can, listen, I can fucking deal with this three minutes of Nookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not much I can deal with these days, I gotta say. If it was, give me something to break, I might have changed it. But yeah. Nookie felt familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it was comforting. It was like a nice, like, a warm blanket. A warm, backwards <laughs> red baseball cap. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I am the uh, the baby singer, Jordy. Do you remember the French baby, Jordy, from no. uh, the very early 90s? No. Uh, oh, my God. I, 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 I need a, to look up Jordy now. I was a baby. I was like a baby, and I had a song, and it was in French. That is a baby. And it was like about, I think the song was called Baby. And I sang it as a French baby, and I had a hit pop song. Wow. And my name was Jordy. J-O-R-D-Y. You can look me up. Jordy. Yeah. That's what, Jordy is uh, 32 now. Yeah. God. God bless you. If anybody listening it's remembers It's tough that to song, be a baby. <laughs> it was number it was one sung. for 15 weeks in France. It was a big hit song. It came over, you know, it came over here on the Jukebox channel. It was a big hit on the Jukebox mm-hmm. channel where you'd watch the show, you'd watch the TV, and you could call up and you'd pay money. You'd call a 900 number, you'd put a number in the phone, and it would play the video you wanted. Oh, my God. At any time. The Box. It was called The Box. Originally, it was I the Jukebox the Box. The Box was so yeah, good. That's, that's where Jordy got a, a lot of play. Yeah. The box was dope because you could watch the Jordy video and you could get the uncut Justify My Love video. Jordy made an appearance in the film Look Who's Talking Now. That makes yeah. sense because yeah, he was uh, a, yeah, I was a baby at the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was in that movie. Um, when I was a kid, we used to have a parakeet named Jordy. Was, did you name nope. it after nope. the singer from France? <laughs> not not familiar with the French singer, baby singer. <laughs> the French the French. <laughs> The French baby singer, Jordy. I figured I needed to be at the least controversial I could be today. So I thought I Let's would Let's take it you, easy this week. Jordy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd be Jordy. I mean, there's some controversy the- around his family and like whether they were exploiting him, which is likely. 
There was a documentary on HBO this past week called Showbiz Kids, mm. and it starred and it had a lot of the young. Uh, it had Todd Bridges. It had. Mara Wilson, it had Evan Rachel Wood, it had, you name mm-hmm. it, you name it, they were in this movie. Mm-hmm. Fascinating, fascinating documentary about just how fucked up it is. Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton was in it. <laughs> just about how, how uh, fucked up it is to be a star in, as a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. There you go. I, they didn't have Jordy. I don't know where Jordy was. Yeah, what's Jordy up to these days? Jordy is 32 now, I saw. He's me. I'm Jordy. I'm here. Oh. I host, I co-host the Degrassi every episode of a marathon podcast every week, and I'm no longer French. I am also 40. <laughs> There's like no info on what Jordy is up to these days. I kind of want to hear this song a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby. I feel like none of the broomheads. Play it, play it. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show that. Wow. Not good His dad song, was right? a music. His dad was a music producer. So I think that is exploitation, right? <laughs> it's the best kind. It's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. I wonder if any of the broomheads remember my song, uh, Dio Dio Da Bebe. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like broomheads skew a little younger than... Uh, yeah, they might remember. I don't know. I mean, the song's from 1992, so I don't remember it in particular. A lot of the broomheads, to be fair, let's be honest, weren't even born in 1992. God bless it's them. True. God bless all you youngsters. Changing the world. Get out there. God bless the broomheads. God bless the child, right? Mm-hmm. So, Pat, where are we these days? Do you hear that? Yeah, what's that? I'm pouring a beer. Oh, yeah, but I could hear it. I know. I poured it into a glass right next to the microphone so the broomheads could hear it. I thought they'd appreciate it. How you doing, Rach? I'm all right. How are you, pal? Oh, you know. Just another, just another week. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost count of how many weeks we've been doing this. The show? Uh, no, uh, the pandemic. Because I don't know if you know this, but we've been doing uh, there more episodes of the show in the pandemic than out of the pandemic. Do you remember this? I yes, told you this yes, recently. you did tell me this. We've done more episodes of in it's quarantine not than not. <laughs> what? It's not true. Oh, I thought it wasn't true when I said it like three or four weeks ago, but now, now it's very true. It's become true because now we've done three. No, I'm still wrong. Yeah, okay. it's still wrong. It's still wrong. Look into these eyes. Uh... Degrassi, the next generation. What a show. What a Here show. Here we are talking about it, as always, as we do every week. Rachel sipping on some wine while I get into it. We're talking about Degrassi, the next generation. We are at the 98th episode, the 98th proper episode. Uh, but because of all the two-parters, which um, we'll be dealing with next week, but we got some big news about the two-parters that we're going to hep the broomheads to at some yes, point, right? Yeah. Not yet. When should we hep them to it? Should we hep them to it now and just tell them? Yeah, let's tell them now. No, we'll wait. Next week? We're going to treat two-parters as individual episodes from moving forward. But not the last episode of the season. I think that's the last one that we're going to do. Well, premieres oh. and finales. But we will treat yeah. as one episode. 
But in mid-season two-parters, I think we're going to start treating them as one. We're going to record two different episodes for those. It just takes us too long, Broomheads. (laughs) We get a little punchy at the end. Mm -hmm. Our notes look bad towards the end of them. It's just, it's going to be, it's better for you. There's more episodes. It's more episodes. episodes It's more MVDs. It's more ratings. It's more drama. It's more, and I think we'll be able to, Pinpoint, spend more time. Yes, exactly. On each exactly. Episode. Of course, that's not going to happen because the next two two parters we will treat as one episode because they will be a finale and a premiere. But, but eventually, in season forward. six. Yeah, we'll do it the right way. You broomheads will have more episodes. The Patreon will be cooking and we'll be living life. Yeah. So oh, good time. But that is neither here nor there. We are at the 98th episode, but because of all the two parters, this is like the 80th episode. Jesus Christ, you see that? That's a huge yeah. difference. A lot of, that means a lot of two parters. The name of this episode is Total Eclipse of the Heart. Total Eclipse of the Heart is, of course, a Bonnie Tyler sore song. Sore. It's a, she is a, she's a Bonnie a Tyler sore. And I'm not. Bonnie Tyler. Los Campesinos. Uh, 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 Rachel. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Bonnie Tyler song? Ooh, there's not that many that I know. There's only two that I know. Same here. Um, so I actually like her other song that I know better than this so one. So do I. Holding out so for do a hero. I. Me too. I, I also think. I can like choreograph a dance to holding out for a hero in my head. Uh, it's just like a fun upbeat song i don't know he's gotta be strong and he's gotta be fast and he's gotta be prepped for the fight i also think holding after heroes a better song i think that had total eclipse of the heart not been like bastardized by the fucking dan band Mm -hmm. I might like Total Eclipse of the Heart more, but I fucking hate the Dan band and how broy and stupid that shit is. And how like then everyone was doing that and everyone was like throwing the word fuck in the middle of songs. And it was like the worst form of comedy because it wasn't comedy. Mm-hmm. And I and it made me hate that song. Just that's that's the truth. So yeah. not Bonnie Tyler's fault. Fuck the Dan band. Yeah, I, Total Clips of the Heart is like fine. The music video is very epic. The song is pretty epic. It's just not, I don't love it. It's a good song. It. It's not my favorite. It's a good song. But then they started going, fucking and I hated that so much. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Was a wedding sing- uh, crashers. Yeah. Oh, geez. Heavens to Betsy. You know, like you can just picture the people who were singing that song like that, mm-hmm. who chose to do it. And they were all. Of a certain demographic. <laughs> Holding up our hero to the end of the night. Pat, Pat loves yelling into the microphone. The broomheads love it. You got to just, <laughs> they love it. They ask for it. Mm-hmm. All the emails, all the emails to a man. They love it. S- scream into the microphone more, Pat. We love that. Makes them feel alive. That's their favorite part. They makes them feel alive. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they're, they're just walking about their business, minding their business, and then they get punched in the eardrum with a hot song, <laughs> and they get, it's like a right through their spine, and now they're ready to face the day. It's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rachel. I'm glad. I'm glad that you like it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Every second of it. Uh, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Is she the A? No, the A story is Marco, I guess. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick, just a, a very tiny thing? Um, 
A f- you could tell me a very gigantic thing. Okay, so it doesn't have to be tiny. Um, I was no. talking to a Canadian friend today who lives in Calgary, and she said that she used to have a friend at her workplace that was named Liberty Justice. Mm. No joke. Oh, cool. <laughs> was she named after Liberty from Degrassi? No. She's older than Liberty from Degrassi, so unfortunately not. Liberty and Justice. Yeah, like her last name was Justice. Liberty, Liberty Justice. Justice. Her it's parents are name. assholes. <laughs> it's funny because you'd think like an American would name their kid that, not a Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder Canadians if Canadians don't care about American Liberty American and Justice. Her. It's more of an American thing you would imagine. Liberty Justice. Liberty Justice. Here to save the day. Mm-hmm. Wonder if she was related to the baseball player David Justice, do you think? I feel like they would have done something more interesting than David, though. No, that's a baseball player. David I know, Justice. I know, oh, but like saying, if you had Liberty, well, they Justice, don't have to be brother and like sister. David. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're brother and sister. I don't know if you knew this, Rachel. You could, you can be related to people, and mm-hmm. not be necessarily be their sibling. You could be their cousin. You oh. could be their aunt. You could be their uh, Liberty. She, he could be her uncle, perhaps, or her uh, half brother. Uh, yeah, Third you don't have to be removed. brother and sister. You, there's many different ways in which people could be blood related. Did you just learn that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got exams. We're coming close to the end of the episode. Oh. We're going to go to co- these kids. Are, some of these kids are going to go to university. Right. They're going to be out of Degrassi High. It's crazy to me. Like, I feel like I haven't spent like five years with them already. Yeah, we have. I know. It, do- it doesn't feel that way. It feels like we've spent at least 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also, so- <laughs> also, like, there's less episodes in this season than there were in previous ones. So it's very, uh, I don't know. It feels short. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know either. How many less? How many? Like, it, a, I think a, it's a even 22, except the first season was 13, but then I think it's been like 22-ish for the other one. So 19 is How short. How many is it? Oh. You know, but maybe Sh- Shiler and Stone were like, we're tapped out. Yeah. We got nothing else to say. <laughs> we need new characters. I'm sick of Paige. I feel like the writing, on, they're getting tired of writing because they didn't even come up with a name for Liberty's baby. And so they're just like, your baby, your baby. And it's like, that baby has a name by now. <laughs> like, justice. Yeah. Liberty Justice. All right, so we open at the Dot Marie Jones, I believe. Yes. We have Marco, we have Paige, we have Alex Casalusi and Ellie. Emmy. Ellie. Emmy. Oh. Ellie, and they're studying for an English exam. Yes. They're all very tired, and talk turns to the Satan child, according to Marco, which he, call, he calls his ex-boyfriend, Paige's brother. Dylan. Dylan Chuck, Birdman Dylan. The Birdman, the Birdman starring <laughs> Michael Keaton and D- Dylan, Dylan Michael Chuck. <laughs> That's Bird what the Man. movie's about. It's about Dylan Michael Chuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One shot. It's one take. It's just Dylan Michael Chuck for the, they only take no cuts. Mm-hmm. No cuts in that. Mm-hmm. That's the joke is there's no cuts in Birdman, everybody. Fuck. Come on. <laughs> keep, keep along with me. It's a visual masterpiece. It's exam time. Everyone is freaking out about their studies and what's going to happen next year. You know, uh, 
Alex, uh, Lexi, Castle Lucy, um, is worried about uh, being stuck at Degrassi for forever. Yeah, why is she still? Good? She's not graduating or something. I don't know. She's she just worried about like you know her her grades and all that jazz. Uh, Paige seems unfazed. Uh, Marco is very concerned about all of it, and he's sort of seeing Tim, who's still around. Yeah, little Tim. Yeah, Tim. Tim had been gone for quite a while, but he returns tonight just because we needed something to shake some shit up. Yep. And Dylan is back in town for the summer because, you know, college exams are through. Did it guess who just got back today? This wild eyed boy who'd been away. His name is Dylan Michael Chuck. Name is Dylan Michael Chuck. Uh, Dylan feels weird to me in this episode dude i have a lot to say okay about. yeah i was like he just doesn't feel like the character that we've already had but it's the same actor um, <laughs> i will i will i will say this here then i'll probably come back to it i feel like the the writing wants you to sympathize with dylan mm-hmm. but the actor plays the character as a terrifying sociopath yes Yes, I'd agree with that. And I'd also think, you know, to our our uh, conversations about rom-coms that we've had more recently, um, this feels very toxic of a situation, <laughs> too, the way that it's acted. Like, it seems like Dylan is being a real asshole trying to win Marco back, but, like, not in a way that is healthy at all. He does nothing redeeming to try to get him back. He's violent. Mm-hmm. He's like antagonistic and like uh, bullying and like you can't do better than me kind of thing. And yet they get back together in the end of this episode, spoiler alert, in this like emotional kiss that they Shiler Stone over. And I feel like we're supposed to be celebrating that. And it's I don't and it's also maybe I'm wrong. It's also called Total Eclipse of the Heart, whereas I feel like it's more like a quarter turn. Like, I don't feel like it really <laughs> went very far. <laughs> yeah, I felt like exactly. it was really like, I was like, what did I just watch? Like, I don't know. I like did not like this episode at all. <laughs> this was like worse than the time that Jake Epstein stole a car from Joey Jeremiah's lot to go to see yeah. Yeah, Kid yeah. Elric. Also, I found out that there's an episode in a later season with like an entirely new cast where that, that same plot line happens. <laughs> They steal oh, a car really? to go to a concert. Stop. Oh my God. They're just like <laughs> so going back to, to the see, well. I think it's like season 10 or something like that. So we'll get to a it eventually. A caught a eclipse of the heart. <laughs> that was very funny. Um, yeah, Dylan, I don't know. It's very odd. Now, again, people get mad at us. Uh, the, the people who don't like the podcast mm-hmm. uh, get mad at us because they're like, don't they know the show? No, we don't. We, we've seen it, but we haven't seen it in a really long time. And I also so haven't I watched reserve- it all the way through. Like I, there's definitely episodes I missed because yeah, this yeah. is, you know, back in the day when like you had to catch stuff when it was on, you couldn't record right. it unless you had your VCR ready. And I definitely did totally. not VCR record this. So I caught what I caught, you know? Yeah. So I'm reserving the right to have this change and be Mm -hmm, Dylan is mm -hmm. an asshole next week. It could very well happen, but he's positioned as like all hell, the conquering hero. And then he's just a fucking awful, awful person in every way. And to top it off, like Marco is not as awful. Like, I think that that's also what they're trying to play is that they're both doing things wrong. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, Marco's obviously like using this Tim guy. He sees Tim as the like safe bet and he's definitely leading him on. And it's kind of bad, but it's nowhere near as like fucking 
bullying and brutal as Dylan. And also like Dylan's breakup with Marco was kind of like Dylan was in college and he kind of wanted to experience what it was like to like date other people. Like, yeah, dude, he wanted to get, he wanted to do some pounding. But it wasn't like, I, I felt like, you know, and then Marco's there going about like the heartbreak of like what happened with Dylan. And I was like, it seemed pretty normal to me. I mean, again, and, like, he's a teenager, and, and, but totally. But they also, and again, this is when people get mad at us. Uh, I don't really remember, but I feel like he was upset, and then like they, he just kind of like it. moved. But on. calling him like the Satan child, I was just like, yeah, what, the Satan did child. This happened. Like, I know that I've had some people who've treated me really badly, but I feel like all of them were much worse than anything that Dylan's done. And eventually, I never called any of those those assholes Satan child. Dylan, the worst thing Dylan's ever done is all of the horrible things he does in this episode. Prior yes. to this, <laughs> like Dylan just wanted to like bone. Yeah, Dylan was like fine before this. In this I episode, down is when down. he's just kind of like a little bit nutty. I think um, he's it, he th- seems there's super moments, abusive uh, and like dude, he's scary. Like he is scary, physically he, frightening. I have never like Dylan has seemed so. Lame isn't quite the right word for it, but like milk toast. Yeah, like uber boring and like just like not even broy, just like a really boring white guy with a birdie face. And like suddenly he's like, like there's a look in his eyes now where I like don't trust him. I'm like, this guy is gonna rape someone. Like he has Dude, that crazy totally eye look, and I'm just like, I do not like it at all. And part and and that's either a weird choice by the actor Mm -hmm. or what they asked for. And if that is the, in fact, what they asked for, Mm -hmm. he's quite good. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like he's actually really good because I telling you there, the scene when they were like doing the poker and shit, that was like scary. And then he like shows up at the bar at the, Mm -hmm. at the club Mm -hmm. and he's dancing and he's like, I know that it was like fucking Chris Sarandon in Fright Night. I know you won't get that reference, but like for everyone who does, it's like he's like a vampire preying on uh, this like sort of scared kid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I, I if it's a weird acting choice, then I don't know what the fuck he's doing. But if that's in fact where this character yeah. is going, that actor's quite good. That's what we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree. Like, even in some of my notes, I was just like, oh, like, he just seemed really creepy. Um, and he was... When he starts... Stalking. Spots, he was stalking Marco. 100%. This is exactly what we were talking about with, like, rom-coms and realizing that they're actually really horrible. It's just, like, really average or mediocre dudes, like, stalking women and forcing them to go out with them, essentially. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> or vice yeah, versa. Yeah, and he's... <laughs> And he's gaslighting him too. He's like, yeah. you, you know, we belong together and there's no, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. Very and weird. like, I mean, I don't, I don't feel anything towards Tim. Like Marco. Oh, uh, he's so sweet. He's so, I, I he's so, well, no, he's sweet, but like Marco shouldn't be dating him either. It's just more so that he looks up to Marco and was like, oh, someone who I can date. Cause they don't have a lot of gay boys at their school. Oh, he's so cute. I love, I kind of love Tim. Tim. I want Tim. I loved him. I want him to do better for himself. Yeah, than Marco. yeah, yeah. He Tim, deserves Tim more. Deserves than better than Marco. So I just didn't see it happening. But like, Tim kind of stole my heart a little bit. I have to say, yeah. <laughs> I really, 
really loved him. Um, where yeah, Dylan just like scares the shit out of me in this entire episode. Yeah, they're very much yin and yang. <laughs> Tim is very cute at the beginning when they're at the dot. They're all studying, and Tim is younger, so he's like just trying to fit in with all of Marco's friends. And he walks in, and he goes uh, while they're studying, and he goes, "Looks like a brain bomb went off in here." <laughs> too nerdy for me he's so i think I, I love him i thought he was adorable yeah so um and like i so i guess they have like one exam and it goes fine and then um page is like we should we should get a break we all studied so hard for english anyway what even matters let's go to this gay club called the other yeah. team <laughs> and yeah oh is that the name of the <laughs> that's the name of the club yeah i love that like could you imagine like listen i wasn't even like a crazy student like i did well but i wasn't like a a fucking like lunatic about it but i can't imagine going out the night before also what is this an underage club like what club could they possibly be going to they're seniors i think it's like an all ages club right because they're like i'm going to get some water yeah yeah it was just so strange to me and they uh he brings tim along marco brings tim along who hasn't been to like a club before and you know is experiencing the whole thing for the first time and it's quite yeah it's it's cute but it's weird um so yeah and then bernie dylan is there the bird man, the bird no man. cuts. It just walks through every scene. Every scene, there's yeah, no he's cuts just in the entire episode. <laughs> it's just like the movie Birdman. Broomheads, the movie Birdman. There's no cuts. That's the bit. That's the gimmick of Birdman. There are, of course, cuts, but they're hidden. So every time now, I'm going to talk about Dylan walking through scenes mm-hmm. and there being no cuts. Yeah, cinephiles. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because like Marco just keeps getting like so angry at Dylan, and I'm like, okay, like Dylan broke up with you, and it was kind of shitty, but like. Like his anger is also like very extreme. Marco's anger. And Dylan even notices this and he like mentions it because the next day they're going into school and it's like Ellie and Marco are walking and they're talking, at least talking about Jane Eyre, which she just read for their English exam. Also like speaking of uh, rom-coms in really bad situations, not that Jane Eyre is a (laughs) rom-com. But I recently, so Jane Eyre is one of my mom's favorite books from high school. Um, and she had fond memories of it. And I, your mom, the lead singer of the band Mariah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad that you remembered the band name. I know. So, so, um, I, I, I remembered liking Jane Eyre in high school. I recently Mm -hmm. watched, um, a PBS version of it, you know, a masterpiece theater version of it. And I was like, I've actually watched that not that long ago as well. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it's relatively new, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is actually terrible. Like, <laughs> this is like a young woman who has sees like no options for herself. And like a man who is married to a woman that is crazy now that he wants nothing to do with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he totally like gaslights her into marrying him. <laughs> And it's love. Mm. And it's like, no, it's not. It's a really, really abusive relationship. <laughs> like, I mean, whew. Victorian England, you know? I know. And then he goes blind because of a fire. And then she like falls in love with him and they get married and they have kids. And it's just, whew. And there's like God a 20 year age difference or something like that, you know? Hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Marco decides to compare themselves to Jane Eyre. He's him, like. Yeah, yeah. So he's wait. Tim is Tim is, Jane is the Eyre. safe one. Yeah, and uh, 
Marco is Mr. Rochester and Dylan is the mad woman in the attic. And I was just like, Ooh, God bless <laughs> these writers this they, week. I'm not so sure. <laughs> there's yeah. There's a lot of, uh, of things where they really are like leading into just caricaturing these characters as much as possible. Just to go back quickly to the, <clears throat> the club. This is when Dylan confronts Marco and, in a, like a fit of uh, like, I'm not, I'm going to show you. He, Marco kisses Tim, which we're assuming, I think, probably for the first time. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. And this is also absolutely adorable because when they get to the club, Tim is like, Mar- Marco's like been somewhere and Tim is by himself and Marco comes over to Tim and he goes, so you live for the Oscars. And Tim's like, oh, I live and die for the Oscars. <laughs> Have you ever like, said that in your life? <laughs> no. They're like quizzing each other about uh, best supporting actress wins. And uh, it, it was very funny. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very funny. But that's another instance of them like caricaturing these characters to no end. And they do it to Ellie later on when uh, she finishes her test. And she's like, she goes, I- I'm so tired. I think I answered the whole last question with white stripes lyrics. <laughs> I did notice that. Uh, Ellie likes rock bands. Mm-hmm. She does. She in does. In case you didn't know. In case you couldn't tell from her outfits. Uh, yeah, she loves rock and Ellie roll. Ellie was like Meg White. She was the drummer in a band. <laughs> she, a, a bad drummer in the band. Yeah, Meg yeah. White gets a <laughs> Meg White gets a bad rap for her drumming. She was fine. Yeah, exactly. Just like Ellie. Just fine. Well, Ellie yeah, was worse. <laughs> so they do the tests. And then after the tests, uh, uh, Paige. Ador- ad- adorable Tim. Mm-hmm. Come on. Tim is he the fucking He gives Marco a present, yeah. and it's a clover in a box. For good it's luck. in a Tiffany it's a, box. It's a four-leaf clover in a Tiffany box. It's in a Tiffany box, and Marco sees the Tiffany box and is like, oh, fuck. And then he opens it, and it's a four-leaf clover, and Marco's like, oh, my God. Like, that broke my... I thought that was absolutely the cutest thing I ever Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was very it. sweet. Um, yeah. And so after, so then they do English exam. Um, and then after Paige is like, oh, do you want to come over for a Ryan Reynolds movie fiesta? Which I want to point out. So my interest goes, it's 2005. What the fuck has Ryan Reynolds been in, in two, by 2005? And the answer is, fuck it, nothing. He was in Van Wilder. He was on Two Girls, A Guy in a Pizza Place. Yeah, yeah. But, is, but that's not a movie. That's not a movie. And then 2005, he did have a big year because that's like the year of Just Friends. Mm-hmm. And that's like a couple other movies. But he, wa- he is Canadian. Oh, so maybe he was so, in some Canadian deep cuts. TV movies or something. He's also in a Sabrina the Teenage Witch movie mm. from that time frame. I was just so surprised. I was like, is Ryan Reynolds like a hot ticket in 2005? I guess is so. Is this 2005? I have like no idea what time. I, I believe like... so. I looked it up today for, okay. for that very reason. Okay. But you know me. I could have clicked on the wrong thing. It was like, let me just, I, I have no idea. So I was like, let me just have a quick look. Yeah, late 2005. Yeah. So he did have a string. He had done Van Wilder. And then like Just Friends. There were like movies out in 2005. So I guess if they were shooting this in 2005. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> but would I they even think... have been released at Blockbuster yet that they could have picked them up to, to have a movie fiesta? 
a uh, Ryan Reynolds movie fiesta. Yeah, they mentioned and, it twice that it is a fiesta of movies of Ryan Reynolds. Well, Tim, the the wonderful Tim says it mm-hmm. the second time. Uh, so Paige is proposing this to come to her house and do it. Mm-hmm. And Marco's like, no, Dylan's going to be there. And Paige goes, no, he has hockey practice. Now, what hockey practice? He is coming from college where presumably he's he plays hockey, but... Would that college then have a random practice after school is over? Yeah. In the town that he in Toronto where he is from, just randomly. He plays what hockey practice? He plays for a low-key adult team. <laughs> that was like <laughs> the only like thing, right? A rec council <laughs> kind of situation. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. They're just like, oh, he would be out at hockey practice. And it's like, well, yeah, because you don't the only thing we know about Dylan is that he plays hockey. And it, when he walks, there's no cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also that. <laughs> Those two things. There's never, there's never any cuts in the season. And he's so they also show up. Uh, they show up. Marco is still there. Uh, sorry, Dylan. Dylan, how are you doing, Dylan? You look so good. Oh my God! They notice whenever you walk into my house, there is a no cuts. <laughs> Dylan, you so go through the hawk house. There's never a cut. When Marco, when Marco walks into Paige and Dylan's house. Uh, Dylan's playing poker with his friends and he takes his shirt off to show someone his tattoo that he got on his back and then leaves his shirt off for the rest of the time. It is the laziest writing. Like, it's just like, Hey, you can he, tell they were just like, like, all right, well we can't go straight to the finale. So what can we throw in here in, in the between? <laughs> Marco walks in and he's like, and Dylan says, to friend, Hey, before you go, I got to show you my tattoo. And he takes his shirt off and then he just sits there because he wants Marco to see him with his shirt off. Mm-hmm. And then he's while like, he menacingly shuffles cards. And while Marco and Tim are there, he's like, Dylan is sitting there saying, like, you're stuck, you know, you like, you still love me and all this stuff. And it's just like, wait, with Tim, Tim is just right sitting there. there. And I was like, this is not the Dylan Michael Chuck that I know. Dylan, you're supposed to be such a nice boy. Why are you being so mean to Tim? Tim, come and live in my house. <laughs> Tim helps out at the print shop now. <laughs> Tim, it picks up all the reams. Yeah. Um, so I said the mouth, it picks up a ream after ream. He could carry 10 of the reams on his back at the one time. <laughs> <laughs> so Dylan talks uh, Marco and Tim into playing poker. And, yeah. you know, Marco's like raising the stakes, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially is going to break up with tim in front of him like they never really went out but yeah he raises the stakes and then loses or something he goes all in i don't know about poker no i know i never play poker this is when uh the Birdman of alcatraz is being like very mean and very scary. yeah and he like he throws the cards across the table he goes like knocks yeah, everything like everywhere beat somebody up yeah he's so angry and i was like wait you chose to broke break up with someone and now you're angry about it are they even going to the same school next year? I don't know. Does everybody just go to the same school? Is I there imagine? one school? Like, what was it? Banting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Banting. Banting. Because isn't that what happened? Like, Saved by the Bell, they graduated, but then they just sent Went them to the all same to the same college. college. Almost all of them. I did love the college years of Saved by the Bell. I don't remember them. Mm-hmm. It's all on Hulu now, though. I've been noticing a lot of Saved by the Bell 
pictures showing up on my Hulu. Yeah. I was actually talking to someone who's Canadian yesterday. I have a lot of, I'm talking to so many Canadians in my time. And when you say it though, you got to say yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they say, Hey, no. Yeah. I was, I was talking to a Canadian yesterday. yesterday. Um, <laughs> we were actually talking about Saved by the Bell and Degrassi. Because Today? They were saying how um, they didn't really feel like there was a comparable show here. Because, yeah, and I was like, I agree. Because, like, Saved by the Bell is not Degrassi. It's too glossy. No, it's too, like, yeah, it's a, it's a comedy, you know? Yeah, and this is like, it's, you know, it gets into the gritty hard truths of, you know, toxic relationships. <laughs> Yeah, it was like more like nighttime teen shows like Dawson's Creek or mm-hmm, like um, mm-hmm. uh, OC or something mm-hmm. would be closer in, in spirit, although a little bit like, you know, more even skew a little more adult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this felt this is still also very after school special feeling, too. T- t- uh, yeah, oh, totally. Every episode feels like a fucking after school special. Mm-hmm. Uh Dylan keeps leaning in on how reckless he is. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying that I'm reckless. What the fuck? Since no, you're when? not. Milk toast. Since, yeah. <laughs> Did he? Because you went to college and wanted to sleep with more people. Because L- it's because wake up. He that's slept everybody. With like five guys this school year, and now he's like, I'm reckless. He says he I also can't says donate he's a blood slob. ever. <laughs> he also, that's funny. It's true. He also said he's a slob. Since when? He looks so neat and tidy. And then they kiss. And then I guess they're back together and Marco breaks up with Tim. But he, they were Tim never deserves really, better. They were never really together anyway. He only says that he's his boyfriend just because he wants to piss Dylan off. Tim is adorable. I love him. God bless you. I feel like we're probably not going to see him anymore. And that actually makes me sad. I like this character quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. Um, well, there's like when, when Marco keeps asking him, like, why? Why did you do it? Um, th- Dylan says to him at some point, even idiots grow up at some point. And I was just like, A, you're older than Marco and B, like, I don't think this was a growing up scenario. This is like, you actually got to be a worse person <laughs> than you were before. Oh yeah. 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 He's trying to like, sound like he's, he's like learned a lesson, but you're like worse. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you be wanting to like fuck other people than be a sociopath who like right. threatens me in my adorable sweet boy boyfriend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what a what a wonderful sweet boy tim is am i in love with him maybe shit <laughs> i didn't Do realize you want to start a relationship i with didn't tim? realize it until right now <laughs> oh my goodness that was a see i think this episode is better than you were given a credit for mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> I, dylan just made me feel so weird in it it's just oh it's, it's like if this were a movie, it would be like Dylan would be like it would be like a J Lo movie where like her ex comes back and like tries to kill her. I was gonna say the like one where she's the Dylan. wedding planner, but then she no. <laughs> tries to kill no, her. The, no, the one where the the boy next door mm-hmm. where like the kid tries to kill her, but in this case it would be like the ex boyfriend tries to kill her. Adelina, come on, why are you being so mean? Are you going to kiss on my son of Marco? How many reams of paper can you carry? Oh, I bet Dilly can carry a lot of reams of paper. He could carry definitely more reams than Tim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tim is not a small guy. But like, there's a weird part in the beginning. Sorry, because I just went back to the beginning of this episode where, you know, Marco's like, this is my boyfriend, Tim. And Dylan's like looking at Tim. He's got a weird smile on his face. And he just looks him up and down and he's like, okay. And he walks out and it's very creepy and weird. 
Dylan's performance in this is like Rick level creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I just don't get it. And it's like, are we supposed to like him? I'm not really sure. I, I feel like they want us to want them to get back together. Right. But why would they make Tim so nice? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there's one other thing uh, before before we move on, which is when Ellie and Marco are walking together and Marco has just gotten and he's like, oh, I hope it's not another email from Tim. And he's on his phone and it's like a Palm Pilot or something like that. I don't know what year this is, like <laughs> what phones existed then. Something something that is getting email, though. And then Ellie makes some comment about like he has to be careful or he's going to turn into an Android. And I was like, this is before Android phones oh, existed. Wow. I'm going to say post paranoid Android. (laughs) Yeah. Post paranoid Android. So Dylan, I I'm watching the episode as well Mm -hmm. in the background. And it just got to the moment at the end when Marco and Dylan kiss. Mm -hmm. And if you watch that part, I think Dylan is a good actor because he kisses Marco and he's, as soon as they kiss all of that sort of like tension, like falls away. And he's sort of like, almost like, seems like he's about to cry in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's actually really, really fucking good. I'm not kidding. It's it's like his whole body language and personality changes once that happens. Maybe that's what the, I don't know. Is this guy the best actor on the, in Degrassi history? I mean, he was in Birdman, so didn't he get an Oscar well, for that? Yeah. He, I mean, he, Tim he, would know. <laughs> he would. He knows all the best pictures and the best actors and everything. He knew it from like who did they, who were they picking up? Nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety four. Diane oh. Weist for Bullets Over Broadway, despite Uma Thurman's great performance in Pulp Fiction. Oh, I love Diane Weist when she was in Law and Order. No, oh, she's great. I'm trying to watch this scene. I'm like, I want to see this before I move on. The kiss. Mm-hmm. You all the tension falls away in the kiss, and it looks like he's gonna cry. And it's all in profile. It's all body language and face. It's yeah, very good. Yeah. No, they do do a good job. Right? I think he's good. Yeah. Crazy. I'm saying. Shall we get on to the... B-story. Liberty Justice. <laughs> oh, Liberty Van Zant, our best friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's, uh, she finds out that the couple who adopted her baby. Who doesn't have a name, just the baby. The, the baby. baby. Jordy. <laughs> Jordy. <laughs> it's um, hard to be a baby who's been adopted to a family that's going to move to Seattle. Mm-hmm. They're going to move to Seattle. And Liberty says, but we have an open adoption. And they're like, well, sorry, pal. You gave the baby up for adoption. They can do what they want. They'll send you pictures. Yeah, they can still move to Seattle. They said that she could come visit mm-hmm. before they leave, but she doesn't want to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's very distraught. And I guess that she's been tutoring her brother and Derek about rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Igneous rocks and sedimentary she rocks. She tutors them about every, uh, anything and everything. All of it, because it apparently like. they're just not very bright. There was a moment where I thought this was going to lead to Derek and Liberty having a thing. I thought so too. That's amazing. They have some chemistry. That's well, do they? Because I feel like Derek is pretty lame. Like I, I think so too, but, um, 
I think there's I think they have genuine chemistry. I really do. Because mm-hmm. I don't know that it's you're supposed to feel like that's where it's leading. Yeah. Because it ends up in that place where maybe it is. Maybe that's why she gets so upset because mm-hmm. she thinks that um, it's going to be romantic. Yeah. And then he says to her. So, yeah, he's he says, what was it like to give your baby up for adoption? Do you ever regret it when you were holding it in your arms? Did you feel anything? Turns out Derek was is also adopted. But he could have led with that. <laughs> and he yes. chose not to. I don't like Derek very much at this point. Um, I'm totally indifferent to him. I, he, yeah. he's, he, I mean, he was addicted to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. But then he's sort of like is being mentored by Jimmy. I know everybody warned us that this guy turns into to a dick. So I'm, I'm I'll you're see just ready happens. for him to already be a dick. Like he just seems like he was a dick to Jimmy. That's how we got to know him. And then everything else that he's been in so far has been like uneventful. And then this, like he, he's kind of an asshole to Liberty in the way he brings this up. And it's like, okay, you're adopted, but like, you don't need to be like, do you regret everything that you just did? Like 16 year old girl who had to give up her baby for adoption or 15 year old girl. Like, well, I do think it's harmless in the, in the sense, I don't think he's trying to be shitty to her. I think he's genuinely curious Mm -hmm. how she feels because that, (laughs) I think he just, that's how he's trying to feel like, well, what did my mother feel like Mm -hmm. when it happened? Is it like the same? Mm -hmm. I know. I just think he approached it poorly because he's, 14 years old. Yeah. I don't think he was intentionally being shitty to her. No. Um, so she gets very upset. She throws him out of the house. She said, get out of my house. Uh, I don't care if you're adopted, brought here by a stork or abducted by aliens. <laughs> get out of my house. And then she decides she's just not going to take her test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her, her, her one exam, she just doesn't take it. And JT is back. Oh my God. Where has JT been for episodes? Um, so JT is like, Oh, how did you finish it so quickly? Like, I felt like I barely could get through it. And she's like, cause I didn't take it. And she hands I it into I Mr. never Ellis. started it. She, I never started it. Yeah. So she hands so, it a blank exam and Mr. Ellis is like, wait, what? This is blank. Not not the Liberty I know who's talking about frog reproduction last week. Right, exactly. And then her parents are mad at her. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, well, you don't really know me, do you? Yeah, and uh, then they leave to go to a play. Yeah, and then she starts drinking. Drinking a, taking a bottle, the top off a bottle of whiskey. And she Give it to me. Standing around, and she says something about Einstein, and you don't know me, Dad. And then she uh, says, she says, if dad doesn't know who I am anymore, let's really mess with his mind. And then he drinks. She starts drinking mm-hmm. and she gets progressively drunker. And then it cuts away and then cuts back to her being very drunk. And she takes a sip. She's about to take a sip. And she says, here's to dressing me in overalls until grade nine. And then she <laughs> takes a sip. <laughs> That's fucking very It's funny. very funny. Have you watched um, the new Babysitters Club yet? No, I have not. I have okay, not. there is a similar situation with Marianne there, who's like still wearing overalls in seventh grade, eighth grade, whatever. I think they're in seventh grade, um, and she comments something about that to her dad. I'm like, yeah, no, you probably shouldn't be wearing those still. <laughs> Adrian just bought a pair of overalls. I like them. Well, no, but cool. when you're when you're in your 30s, like you can go back to them and it's cool. Or even your 20s, but like there's a there's a phase where you can't wear them. 
Got it. Got it. Yes. When you need to be like, cool. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now it's cool to wear them again. As you're older, it's like hearkening back to your youth. I get it. Yeah. I just can't find any for me because I'm so damn tall. They're not made Mm -hmm. for giants. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fair. Fair point. Um, So (laughs) they, uh, uh, so then Derek tells her, you know, my mom wrote me a letter. So I know that she gave me up for adoption because, you know, she could, she wanted someone to make a better life for me. Mm -hmm. So then Liberty's like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. And then they make she makes a time capsule. Well, before that though, Derek tries to take the bottle away from her, and then she swings and she breaks the mirror. She like shatters Correct. the mirror. So then she and Derek are grounded for a month. Not Derek. Danny. Danny. <laughs> the other D. Yeah. Name. Why? Why did Danny get grounded? I don't know. Because I guess he was here, and it, that's all that matters. Danny at one point's like, listen. Liberty, thank you so much for like taking over the mantle of being the black sheep of the family. Yeah. <laughs> but but I need you to figure some shit out. Yeah. Um and so they make a time capsule. Treasure they chest. A treasure <laughs> chest, whatever. So they make a baby treasure chest and it's got the grapevine in it, and it's got a picture of Liberty and the baby that you know, he who will not be named. Oh, Justice. You mean Justice, Justice Van Zandt. Yeah, Justice Van Zandt. Um, and JT comes in and he wants to put a comic book in. It's like a first edition of some special comic it's book. It's so nice. I thought that was actually yeah. kind of good. And then so. she wants Danny and Derek to put things in this treasure chest for this baby. This is also a huge box. I don't know if these people are like driving or flying to Seattle, but I'm like, are they going to be able to move this entire box with them? Also? Well, you just put a, you could just put a shipping label on it and send it in the mail. Yeah. I'd imagine. yeah. So, yeah. So we got some Liberty. We got some Marco. Mm-hmm. Pretty. Une- I mean, it wasn't uneventful. Stuff happened, but stuff happened, but it's, it's pretty, I mean, we, we've talked about the entire episode in less than an hour <laughs> for the first time so, in a long time. It is unlike us, I will say. Yeah, yeah. It is unlike are, you and I. We are nothing if not long-winded. <laughs> yeah, well, you cut full me off of, at the beginning. Full of tangents. <laughs> I was trying to go on some tangents, and you cut me off at the beginning. What like, so I... where, were, where are we, Pat? You wanted me to start, so I started. I, I was afraid we were going to talk forever, but honestly, like Dylan is just such a weirdo in this episode. That's all I had to say about it. I like Mr. Ellis. Yeah, I do like Mr. Ellis, too. Oh, I, and Miss Kwan was in the episode. She yeah. said congrats. She said congrats on the students for... Um, they're finally for exam. finishing their exams. I don't like congrats. Do you like congratulations? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Congrats. I don't know. Something about you're congrats. just not into it. Yeah. I sometimes will find myself like Is writing it, the it in something. Part of congrats. It feels like mm-hmm. just say congrats. I don't know. I don't know. I find myself like if so, I could, like text somebody and I'll write it. And then I'll be like, I go back. I'm like, I can't just say congrats. It feels like half-assed. It feels like mm-hmm. tossed off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the rats part of congrats that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Congrats. Maybe. maybe it is. I don't know. Congrats. Congratulations. Congratulations of, on your graduation. One of my favorite... Um, uh, long-running jokes. So did you ever watch uh, Tom Goes to the Mayor? Mm-hmm. 
Um, do you remember the episode? No, I can tell you right now. I don't remember any of it, but I did used to watch. Okay. It. So there was an episode where Tom goes to the mayor because he wants to sell some shirts at the mall and those shirts say rats off to you. And it's a picture of a rat with a top hat <laughs> lifting it up. And what's great about this was that it, it, and the abbreviation for it is Roddy rats off to you. Um, <laughs> so this became such a, a running joke with like, Kindle and Bill and like Anthony and all the people who lived in their house that like, I guess that they, like we told my dad about it at some point and my dad like loved it. And my dad will like send Christmas cards to Bill and Kindle and write That's like funny. Roddy at the end. And we bought him a t-shirt. Uh, we bought him a rats off to a t-shirt that was designed like that with the little rat taking his top hat off. That's great. So like, when I hear congrats, I hear rats off to you. There you go. So you have a good connotation yeah, yeah, to it. Good, exactly. uh, good connotation. That's not the right word. Good. Um, yeah, good connotation. Correlation. Yeah, connotation. No. <sighs> um, but yeah, so, so just picture that little rat with his top hat just cheers in somebody. There you go. I'm going to start bless. using that again. It's been a while. I haven't watched any Tim and Eric anything in a long time. No. No, 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 no. I haven't either. Well, I'm not a giant, gigantic fan. It's very specific. (laughs) You have to be in the mood for it. Listen, everybody likes different things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, Rachel, this show, Degrassi, The Next Generation, when it was on the noggin, the end channel, uh, it used to have a tagline, and the tagline was, it goes there, because Mm -hmm. it would tackle some uh, taboo topics. Mm -hmm. And we like to rank every episode on the scale of, does it go there? How much does it go there? Scale of 1 to 10. 1 being goes there the least, and 10 being goes there the most. So, Rachel, Mm -hmm. how much would you say that episode 517, I just guessed that. I think it's right. Yeah, 517. Mm -hmm. 517, total eclipse of the heart, goes there. A three, and that's being generous. Mm. It's not a lot. It's not a lot that happens in this, really. Three might even definitely. Well, there is a a sociopathic ex-boyfriend who may or may not murder one of our favorite characters. There is a uh, shattered mirror. There's a Ryan Reynolds film fiesta, Mm -hmm. which I think just in and of itself is at least a half point worthy of a four. There's a new back tattoo. Oh, yes. (laughs) Liberty's and there's no cuts. Drinking whiskey out of the bottle. This episode had no cuts. It's, Derek it's is adopted, just, we found out, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, I'm what, saying this is what are you giving uh, it? seven. Seven. What? I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going on record. I just said all those things. We had Tim get his heart broken, went to gay club for the first time. We had uh, 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 Paige. Stealing a car something. gets it, too. But no, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to go one more than you. I always go either one more or one less, and I can't go two because yeah, uh, yeah. that would mean like that would be nothing. I'm going to say four, four. Uh, because it does have this weird, uh, the, the the one higher rather than one lower is this weird Dylan vibe. It's like very unsettling. Yeah, yeah. Like it might not go there, but the whole thing felt like a weird like backdoor horror movie. Like mm-hmm, it was very, un- mm-hmm. to, like him sitting at that poker table with no shirt on, like menacingly shuffling cards is like, indelible image like yeah it's so yeah weird. yeah like he was gonna jump out and murder somebody he's very moment. creepy yeah i'm actually at so, that point right now where he's doing that and he's got like a yeah, weird, weird right going to i it's like the the, the thing he's that keeps sticking in my completely hairless chest too just so smooth which is also fucking kind of creepy it is kind of creepy i get a little creeped out by by adult men with no chest hair 
Mm-hmm. 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 Not even just like a little bit, you know, just mm-hmm. completely smooth, oily yeah, and glistening. You want something you can, when, you, when you're fucking, you want to grab on to something. <laughs> That's what I do is I just like reach my hands into someone's chest hair and I just like yeah. dig in. Just fucking pull it down. Mm-hmm. That's your king. I want some like Tom Selleck kind of chest hair going mm-hmm. on, you know? <laughs> I love Selleck. I love Tom Selleck, but he's such a, he's a real like a right wing guy. Yeah, oh, of course. I wonder With if a he's a Trump like guy that, though. he must be. I feel like, though, he'd be one of those never Trumpers. That would be my guess, but I don't know. Yeah, who he knows? He hasn't really spoken much about it. Who knows? Oh, we almost got through a whole fucking episode of the show without saying he, saying the T word. Wow. And then here, right at the end, here we I go. have to spoil it. There we go. So, Pat. This any- show that we have has been just like, uh, that cloud of Donald Trump has hung over this entire the show, this entire show. show, because we started, we came up with the idea before he w- was nominated, but we started our initial recordings d- like during the election season in 2016. And then we yep. stopped for a while because we were traumatized. And then we came back and actually recorded the show for real. <laughs> Fucking snowflakes. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's crazy to me. Anyway, hit me with your uh, oh, with hey. your preamble. Okay. Hit me with your preamble. Let me get my <coughs> chest all cleared up. Hit me with your preamble. In these wonderful episodes of Degrassi the Next Generation, we like to shine a spotlight onto one character who really, you know, they did whatever it took for that episode. They they went the extra mile. They gave the best monologue. They gave the best jokes. They made us laugh. They made us cry. We, we went through a journey with them. In this episode, episode 517, Total Eclipse of the Heart, Pat. Yeah. Patrick. Right. Who was your most valuable Degrassian? I'm tempted to go with Dylan after seeing the kiss part at the end, which was mm-hmm. very good. I mm-hmm. have to say it's very, very good. Um, but I'm not going, I'm not going to go with Dylan because it's just, I, there's no cuts. It freaks me out. So, um, <laughs> did you hate Birdman too? <laughs> the movie Birdman. Yeah, yeah. I am actually one of the few people on planet God's green earth who likes that movie quite a bit. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the oh, movie. Oh, really? Yeah, We're yeah. like two of the only people. Yeah. Most people fucking hate that movie. Really? I think it's, I love I, it. I, I liked it. Great. I don't think yeah. it was the best movie I've ever seen, but I enjoyed no, it. No, certainly not. But it's, I think it's quite good. But a lot of people hate it. I think a lot of people find it very pretentious and a lot of people don't like Emma Stone. Yeah. I also liked Boyhood, which came out that year, but I, I don't know. I liked Boyhood a lot too. I don't know that I'd watch it again, but like. No, it's so long. It's so, so long. So I am going to say a full-throated endorsement of my MVP this week because it'll probably be the only time I say this. Uh, as I didn't even know I was going there. I also didn't even know how much I liked this character until we started talking about the episode. <laughs> uh, I knew I thought he was fine, but as we talked about it and I, all the things that he, uh, the love, lovely things he said and did, I'm saying Tim. Uh, Marco's sort of not really boyfriend, but now ex-boyfriend for sure. Yeah. Ex sort of not really boyfriend. The wonderful Tim. I love him. He holds a special place in my heart. He's like a one of those one episode wonders. And who the fuck knows? He might come back and be a main character. I don't know. But yeah. he feels like a one episode wonder and I love him for it. Imagine like <laughs> other one episode wonders like shitbirds like Chester. How much better is Tim oh, than Chester? Much better. 
But it's because Tim is nice and Chester's an asshole. He's such a sweet baby. So God bless you, Tim. I love you to death. Godspeed. Uh, (laughs) How about you, Rachel? Who's your Um, MVD? I really struggled with this episode because I pretty much hated everyone in it. Like everyone, like Dylan is a real creep. Marco is on some weird, like in some headspace where he thinks that Dylan was the cause of all his problems. Um, everyone else, like Tim, Tim is fine in the A story and I feel bad for him, but like, he's not amazing or anything like that. Um, and then everyone else is like real secondary to the story. Hazel going to the gay club with them. I don't I don't even know. Um, and then in like the B story, you've got like Liberty who is, you know, acting out. And then you've got Derek, who's a real asshole about being adopted. And then Danny saying like two funny lines and JT. And so it's like, it's a really tough choice. I don't feel like anyone was that great in this episode. Um, but because it was a little unexpected, I'm going to go with Liberty. Oh, okay. Because, and this is like, this is an off the cuff decision because I did not write anyone down because I could not make up my mind about anyone who I thought was worth pointing out in this episode. But the thing that I like about Liberty in it is that like how hurt she is about her baby leaving and how that just like totally changes everything that's important to her. Um, and then she starts becoming like someone who's guzzling whiskey, you know, and walking around with it. Like she literally doesn't fill out her entire exam. That feels so unlike her. Um, but, you know, and then she kind of comes around at the end and it's like, no, like we got to we're going to show this baby that we care about it. But honestly, like this feels like a half assed MVD because it doesn't I don't really feel like she deserves it anyway. But I don't really know who does. Dylan, the creeper. I mean, probably I, Dylan, honestly, but Dylan like he's so like creepy in it. Um, yeah, I would like to give a shout out. Mm-hmm. I like this episode a lot more than you did. Oh, I did not like this episode. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. I want to give a shout out. I was like, I don't know if I'm having a bad week. If I don't like this episode or what? It wasn't like a fun episode by any no, stretch of the no. imagination, but it was like a different kind of thing. Yeah. I like, you know, the Dylan stuff really felt like a fucking backdoor horror movie to me. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. love horror movies. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. I liked it. Um, director Ron Oliver. I want to give a shout out to, Dur- no, I'm just kidding. He is the director of the episode. I just saw it, but I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not trying to give a shout out. Not to I want to give a shout out to Liberty's parents. Mm-hmm. I think Liberty's parents have grown quite a bit. And- I'm surprised with how open they are. And the fact that they were kind of saying like, Oh, the baby, the baby. Um, yeah. is moving, you know, just, do you want to go see him like before he goes? And particularly in that scene, they were very hesitant to say warm with her. Yeah, they were. And then when it was like, she was like, but what do you mean? I haven't opened. And they were like, well, they can move. And that was a little less warm, but it, it, they're not like ashamed of this is what yeah. I, what I like. They're, they're obviously not ashamed of her or of the situation. Mm-hmm. And they're, they've they've seemed to i like i'm just i like liberty's parents yeah yeah and i guess they're in cahoots with mr ellis because they knew that she hadn't taken her test and which i also appreciate that there's a teacher who's like this isn't right like i like that too yeah i also like that and he let her take the test right didn't she retake the test i think so at the end was it yeah i like good adults Mm mm-hmm 
Congrats. Congrats. Rats off to you. That's my tiny top hat. All right. So I guess that's our full episode. Yeah. We did a great job. We did it. You did a great job on that episode. Great job. Great job. We did it. Congrats. Do you think the broomheads are going to be upset that this is less than 90 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) I could sing Jimmy World songs for another 20 minutes if you want. Just to make it longer. (laughs) I am so behind on all of my podcasts. I don't know how everyone else is doing it. Hot sweat. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week for the finale two-parter of season five. Can you believe it? Uh, yeah, 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 I can. I get you. <laughs> you always say that. And I always say, yeah, I can completely believe I it. This believe, feels like I can believe the longest <laughs> five seasons of my life. I like the show. I, I think sometimes people think I like shitting. I love the show. It's my favorite show. Um, it's not my favorite show, I but saying, I like it. I was, like, was like going to call you out on that, but I was just waiting for you to call yourself out on it. <laughs> I was like, it's not your favorite show. It's in your top I 10, though, like I think. I, of all time? Yeah. I don't know about that. That's a, <laughs> that's a lot. 10 shows of all time? Jesus, there's a lot of fucking great shows. <laughs> Did you think this show's in the top, your top 10 favorite television shows of all time? Well, okay. It's definitely in your top 10 of shows you would make a podcast about, though, because this is the only one you've made a podcast about. I mean, I love Degrassi. I can't say that, like, I obviously don't know all of the details and we're purposefully trying to make it funny, too. But I love the show, too. But, you know, come on. I mean. <laughs> it's Degrassi. <laughs> it's a Canadian teen drama. It's a great show. I love it. I'm not sh- I love the show. I love the mm-hmm. characters. I love Paige Michael it's, Truck. It's no The Affair, but. <laughs> you like The Affair more, I'm sure. I do. It's true. I mean, if you're talking about like teen shows, is this one of my top 10 favorite teen shows of all time? Well, oh, then obviously, down. absolutely mm-hmm. not. But. <laughs> <laughs> what are your top 10 teen shows? Do you know shows? like the kind of shows I like? I like every one of the teen. I mean. Yeah, teen you shows do like every teen show. Shows. Pat is a teenage girl in a... I really lured you in there <laughs> thinking I was definitely saying yes, and I swung it, and then I changed it. Mm-hmm. Hot sweat, sugar on the asphalt, a hot litter in the top pile. Uh, I love Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Eat World. Teen drama. Did Jimmy for unibrows what... Limp Biscuit did for backwards red, red, red baseball caps. Oh, <laughs> uh, and this was before those red hats. Hear your name, my friend. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to sing that. So, that me? Whoa. <laughs> so my pals, my broomheads, my dope monkeys. Oh, yeah, listen, we'll be back next week with the season finale. And in the meantime, you can write us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com. Whoa, whoa. Or you can follow us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. I was feeling free. Whoa. Or you can find us on Facebook at Deem Podcast. With a little sweet heads up at me. And if you haven't written a review on iTunes, we would absolutely love it if you did. 
We would. That would be great. And I think that's it. But I, so I think we'll be so back next week. Sweetness is a fucking jam. Oh, sweetness is a fucking jam. I have to say on Bleed American, uh, sorry, self-titled Knee Bleed American. I have it as Bleed American. I do too. I, my, yes. And I think I even my have CD it as like, I think, I think I have, I don't think I have an, uh, a record of it, but I think I do also have posters that said Bleed American I think the vinyl, like the re-release is called Bleed American. Yeah, yeah. But what were you going to say? Bef- uh, the uh, Bleed American. You were going to say something about Bleed American. Oh, I don't even know. I Probably. think you were going to say what your favorite song is. Um, that's what I, oh, I think. Oh, 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 yeah. So Bleed American, I think there's like a few songs on it that are really, really good. Whereas Clarity, I think Start to Finish is amazing. Yeah, Clarity is the better album, but Bleed American has like the fucking bops. Yeah, it has some bops on it. I think Bleed American is top to bottom good, though. I think all the songs are good. Yeah, Sweetness is one of my favorites. Let me see. Bleed American. <laughs> I like that we're doing this right now. The I hate the middle. Boring. Come on. That's a fucking great song. It's so boring. It is not boring. It is such a fucking great pop song. You are such a snob. You are such a Bleed fucking American snob. is a great song. Um Dude, Sweetness is a great is song so and great. Get It Faster. I love Get It Faster. If you don't don't is great. Authority song is great. Um A Praise Chorus is fucking great. It's fine. Dude, the <laughs> middle is so good. You are such a snob. The middle is so fucking great. What a great indie pop song that is. I can't oh ever God. listen it to get better than that. Hear you me though. Um, clarity though. Yeah, clarity. but clarity is an album you sit and you listen to t- front to back. That's yeah, the, that's like. But like, I can also hop around on some of those songs, like Blister <clears throat> and uh, your new aesthetic. But yeah, your new goodbye, aesthetic is the goodbye best. Goodbye, Jimmy Sky Lansing. Harbor. Oh no, my. Goodbye, Sky Harbor is probably the best. There was a guy that I had like a relationship with when I was a teen who like, uh, I mean, that song is just a prayer for Owen Meany in song form. Um, and I was like turned on to that as that by this guy that I was seeing. And then you got mansplained. You got, yeah, I got mansplained about Jimmy world. And then years later I actually read a prayer for Owen Meany and I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) it's like goodbye Sky Harbor. Look at you got mansplained. I did. I get mansplained every day. Not by me. No, no, no. You just, you, you pat-splain me. Yeah. Sometimes you need to get pat-splained, though, you know? Yeah. Like when you're up here trying to say the middle is a fucking boring song. Come on. That's an insane take. That's I an like, insane take. I like take. how we cut all of the fuss from the beginning and just <laughs> throw it into the end of the episode instead. So that that way, if people are done with it, they can just turn it off. Like, that's true. Maybe that's the key. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe that's, that's how key. we please all parties. Yeah. We get done and then we start blabbering on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can decide if you want to turn it off or not. Um, yeah, right. I guess I guess that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> this was great. Good job. This was a fun one. I loved it, and you I like the episode. Every second of it. it I like that. Ten and a two for you. <laughs> oh no, the episode's definitely not a ten and two. <laughs> Our episode is a ten and two. Yeah. This episode All right. sucked. All right, B bones. We'll see you next week. Bye. Broom bones. <laughs> <laughs>